0: Reviews, the biggest news, the what's new and the who's who. Welcome to the Daily Gamer podcast with Joe Mango and James. Welcome to the Daily Gamer Podcast number 23. Woo, we're back. Woo, we are back. Yeah, we had uh, James was away. Little so hiatus, yeah. Yeah, we, we're taking a couple of weeks, uh, but it is summer.
1: you know? Yeah, it was the Eid holidays here yeah. in the UAE, in the Middle East, so uh, we took some time. I traveled.
0: Yeah, but there has been a lot of stuff going on whilst you've been away, James.
1: Yeah, we need to catch up and everything. I think the main thing is, of
0: course, Microsoft trying to buy Activision Blizzard for $69 billion. Dollars. It's taken a while. It's taken a long time. Have they finally got to a conclusion? Well, here? they've just done a five-day court hearing, and the verdict is in. Ooh. They have said, yes, you can buy it. Uh-huh. So yeah. it'll happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh my gosh. Which, to be honest with you, everyone was like, it's going to happen anyway. I don't think yeah. anyone really thought it's not going to happen. Push comes to shove. Well, when you when it's when it's a company like Microsoft, they get what they want. Yeah, really. At the end of the day, um, so yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of cool stuff happening about it. Um, what I really liked is because they had to um, obviously put a lot of evidence in to this mm. court hearing to try and win it from Sony. Sony were like kind of also helping, going, "Oh, but they're going to ruin the industry, right?" Yeah, yeah. And then Microsoft have to put their own thing in to counteract and all of this stuff, and um, which was good because all of that. Uh, evidence is is public knowledge you're allowed to have it publicly um and what they do is they you have to do a request act to request that knowledge Mm. right or that evidence but apparently so many journalists and people were trying just putting in these requests that in the end the government were like ah just have it and they put it all (laughs) on like um uh, a downloadable document oh like a pdf or something yeah (laughs) they literally just were like whacked a pdf on there and was like well, it wasn't just one PDF. It was like loads of different,
1: like it was like a folder just full of evidence of like like emails and laws and 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 what like processes. yeah. So it
0: was just like um, yeah, there were like different emails. Statistics. It was like strategies from Studies, Xbox yeah. and. Yeah. Um, Yeah, even like, you know, their sales compared to Sony and all of this. There were even stuff going back like years and years that they were just finding randomly because of all of this,
1: um, which was just Just super interesting. Even find like little loopholes or like uh, transgressions, things like Mm. that missed out that could be held against them. But I guess it's clean
0: Now, there's a lot of headlines going around. One that I really liked was Xbox are losing the console wars, which... (laughs) Is what Xbox said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Xbox they admitted it. Xbox admitted it. we lose in the console wars. Now, why did they do this? They did it so the judge would go, "Well, they're not doing as well as Sony and Nintendo, so, yeah, so they, maybe it's fine. They're allowed to have be this com- competitive again. This massive company. Mm. Now, look, sixty-nine billion dollars. It's a lot of money, right? And what you're getting with that? You're getting Activision Blizzard. Blizzard. World of Warcraft, the Diablo 4, um some big titles, yeah, yeah. you know, Hearthstone whatever. Heroes of the Storm. Um and then Activision, I mean what is it? Just Call of Duty really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right?
1: Essentially. Um maybe Tony Hawk's Pro, pro Skater. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's obviously Activision games, but the money maker for Sony that they were mainly worried about yeah. was uh Call of Duty because it's o- so Most big. all of Blizzard stuff is mainly on PC. Mm. Right? World of Warcraft PC only. So they weren't really as worried about that. Like Diablo 4 is on consoles, but... It's not a huge... You know, it's it, it's probably majority play on PC, I assume. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially like the, the guys that are going to be playing it for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Instead of just like the casual gamers will buy it on a console, play it for... Couple months, get yeah, bored. Yeah, the commitment's
1: a little different.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they kind of admitted that we're losing the console wars, and um, and we're not as good as Sony and and Nintendo. Mm. Now, what's also quite funny is there was a bit of an argument over generation of consoles, um, where Xbox okay. are uh, have have the new generation of consoles. So does PlayStation, yeah. PS5, and Xbox Series X. Um, whereas Nintendo, apparently, they're, they're actually still the generation behind with the switch because the technology, you know, could be way more advanced and whatever. So there was a little funny thing about that. Um, where they were saying, well, it's actually only between Sony and Xbox because that's not a new console. It's anyway, a race, which is yeah. kind of stupid because Nintendo is kind of actually winning the console wars in like games and profitability. Yeah, like the Switch is uh, sold a lot. Obviously, yeah. PlayStation Five has sold more than Xbox. So, anyway, it's like a, it's like a whole thing. I see. And then Xbox were also saying um, that uh, you know the next generation of consoles is is still like you know, seven years away. They're saying like 2030 or, or something like that. Right. Uh, or no, I think it was like 2028. They're saying that's when the next consoles, or, you know, the next generation of consoles will come out. Yeah. Because uh, they were basically saying that they're going to keep all of the games right now uh, that are, be- are going to come out on this generation of consoles for Sony, right? But then Sony were kind of going, well, I don't think it's going to be 2028, the next generation of consoles, because imagine the technology in 2028 compared to the technology now, that's a long way away. And it's probably going to be super outdated by then with how fast yeah. these things are, are growing. These things are so they were kind of calling bluff on Xbox saying, oh, but the next generation's ages away. <laughs> when in reality, people like experts and whatever are going, it's probably going to be sooner than 2028. But that was like an Xbox tactic to say, oh, it's ages away, guys. We're going to keep it on for ages with yeah. your games. Um, and they also did say that they're going to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for 10 years. Wow. So, you know, yeah, it makes I, sense, right? Sony, I don't know why Sony was so upset. Like, yeah, eventually they're going to use Call of Duty, but do you think Call of Duty is still going to be as big in 10 years time? Like, maybe.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of uh, speculation in, yeah. into how popular titles will be. I mean, there'll be another, there'll be another title that'll take over. There'll be Must some sort be. of like uh, huge, bigger profits than Call of Duty. And yeah. then, what, you know, when you think about it in like, Five, six, seven, eight years. I mean, there's going to be there'll be the halfway generation of like the pro versions of the console. Hey, the
0: pro version apparently is 2024 for PlayStation.
1: So there you go. Next, yeah. as soon as next year. Mm-hmm. So like they've got. I think, like, I
0: think they've already said, like, I don't know if it's an official announcement. Yeah. From what I've heard,
1: 2024 with PlayStation 5 Pro. Yeah, yeah, and seeing like and these little refreshments and they do it with all the consoles. The previous ones, PS4, mm. PS3. Um, so I don't think the consoles themselves have a. That much of a play in, in, in what's involved mm. because the games sell the consoles that's changed now you don't get the console and then buy some games yeah you buy call of duty uh, or like um nintendo games like mario because they're exclusive yeah. on nintendo you buy the game mm-hmm. for the console no, no you buy the console for the game sorry yeah, I meant. yeah. and it's changed now so i think I think it's really mad speculation. i are really like blowing it up a little too much, I think, yeah. in my perspective. But let's see. Now, now that it's happening, it'd be interesting to see how the industry changes. And I don't think it'll change that much. Yeah. I really don't. Like for us as consumers, we'll be like, oh, okay, well, listen, we want better games, and that's what we're going to get. Yeah. And, you know, Microsoft and two huge developers, they're going to make even better games. So it's only a good thing for us. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, say, Sony and all that, I mean, they just have to up the game. It's what competition is.
0: Well, they've already... I mean, their game is better than Xbox's game right now, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the releases they're putting out. Obviously, Starfield may just upend all that. A little bit. Um, which, again, that was announced or, or came out during this trial is, is the news that um, Bethesda was going to put Starfield exclusively on PlayStation 5. And then X and Microsoft were like, all right, we're going to buy Bethesda then. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like, like, apparently that is like...
1: You're going to ex- do what? No, no, no. Come on. Come exactly on. <laughs> what happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. They were like, no, 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 no. no. We need Starfield. <laughs> that game looks amazing. We're taking that. And there was like, actually, um, it was like a written uh, meeting, notes from a meeting yeah. that were basically saying, yeah, we're, we're going to take... Uh, we want Bethesda. We're going to invest in Bethesda uh, because we want Starfield to be exclusive on our on our platform.
1: Yeah, and even... Once the merger comes about, there's going to be so much more funding. So, like yeah. even before Starfield's released, do you think they'll get a little bit? They'll get a huge like uh, what's the word? Marketing budget just because of that extra money that's going to come. Yeah, probably. Come in. And then it's even development budget. I suppose they're already funding. Yeah, some yeah, because so. they've
0: owned uh, you know ZeniMax for a while now, yeah. a couple of years at least. So yeah, I mean, I, I think. I don't, like, one side of it, I don't really like it, because I quite liked the fact that at at one point, it felt like more and more games were just coming out on anything, right? There was less console exclusives, and now they're starting to become more and more console exclusives.
1: Yeah.
0: For me, I mainly just play PC now, Mm. and... I have a PlayStation 4 still, I don't even have a PlayStation 5, which is a bit sad because I missed out on God of War Ragnarok and there's a few games which I I wish I could have played because of the PlayStation 5, you know, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 is coming out, like I'd love to play that on PlayStation 5, like that sort of thing. Um, But there's also a lot of games coming out and I've got enough games to keep me busy. Yeah, the only
1: solution to that is to buy both consoles.
0: Well, that's what you've done, James. Yeah. (laughs) And a PC. Um, the Switch,
1: yeah.
0: Well, the it's PC gamer thing original. the, the ex- what you did, which I thought was quite smart actually, is you decided to buy. You've always been PlayStation, right? No. More recently, you were PlayStation before you bought an Xbox. Yes. You had a PlayStation no. Four.
1: Wow. Okay. Let me let me think about that because I was Xbox. I had an Xbox One mm. and a PlayStation
0: Four. <laughs> you just buy all the consoles every so, time. So, so
1: at one point, I did. I did buy, I did have all the consoles at one point before, so I had the PS, I think I had the PS4, the Xbox One. And then you bought the PS4 Pro. And the Wii U, so I had those three. Then I realized this is overkill, so I sold the Xbox and the Wii. Okay. And then kept the PS4, Mm. and then I got a PS4 Pro and that. Is a bit cheaper, yeah. So yeah, it just upgraded yeah. slightly.
0: So my point being, sorry, yeah, was, we went off. <laughs> that's all right. My, my point being is, is you were like, hey, I'm gonna get the Xbox Series X instead of getting the PlayStation Five because you can do the Game Pass, and then you can have it on your PC and your Xbox. Yeah, that So was if you the wanted idea. to play on your console, then you can. If you want to play on your pc then you can depending on like how you're feeling what game it is duh, duh, duh. yeah and
1: some games are cross save so you can play on the pc like far cry 6 for example mm. you can play on the pc save your game sync it with your xbox game pass mm. go to your xbox one and continue where you left off that was a real big seller for me yeah yeah so
0: i think that's really good now mm. um and i think that's one thing that that microsoft are going to have an advantage with is the fact that Microsoft basically owns PCs as well, right? Um, They, you know, when you think about it, they don't just have an Xbox. They also have the PC market because everyone who buys a PC for the majority are on, you know, Microsoft Microsoft Windows. Yeah. Yeah. So that is going to be a big selling point for them. The more games that they bring in... um, Obviously, they've had a couple of flops in terms of the actual games, so I think they need to stop focusing on who are they going to buy and start focusing on let's make sure the games that are coming out are really good and we don't get a bad name for ourselves because they've already got a bad name. They need to dig yeah. themselves
1: out of that, and they need to. So, 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 going back to why, um, why the court case came about, and why the Europe, the Europeans, no, sorry, the UK didn't want this to happen. Mm. And their argument was, uh, it stops the variety, it stops the sort of choice that consumers have, yeah, um, which I get, and I totally understand, especially creatively, especially from smaller companies, smaller developers, uh, and you can tell now there's so much variety, gaming is huge, you can get you can think of something in your mind and there'll be a game of it or something yeah. like that, you know, and there's so much variety, and I love it, but yeah, but i I can sort of see the mainstream gaming market getting a little closed off, and uh, that's gonna happen. But they may have a plan where, you know, they can help the little guy. They can open up the little guy so like Game Pass, they'll let more smaller indie games in. Yeah. And say so the Playstation's doing the same. And even, you know, as far as Nintendo have taken it super far because oh they just God. they take yeah. anything. Yeah. They'll yeah. take like one dollar game where you just Press one button. Even like ten cent games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, which not is great. the company ten cent, as in
0: ten cents is the <laughs> yeah. cost of the, <laughs> the cost yeah. of the game. Yeah, it's pretty crazy.
1: And um obviously, like this, it's a, it's a money maker for, for some, but also just the freedom of creativity mm. and then putting a game out. I just hope that doesn't get quashed. You know. Yeah.
0: So your overall kind of view, your I'm so mixed. Like Are I you think. happy with it? You sad with it? <laughs> or you're in the middle? Yeah, I'm right in the middle. Yeah, I think I think I'm the same. I, I don't know how it's going to impact, you know, the world of gaming. I'm not an economist, like I don't, I don't know all of this. I guess we're just going to have to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay that these guys—they're already doing it, so why not also buy another one? Um, yeah. I think it's fine. Um, who, is there many left now?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, many developers left. Ubisoft. Really. I doubt they'll ever. They're quite independent, aren't they? Yeah, they, I mean that—that will be a
0: big one if anyone acquires that. That would be yeah. bigger than Activision Blizzard I reckon. Um cuz they are quite a powerhouse with a That's backlog true. of a lot of games that people still want to play. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Who
1: else is there? There's Ubisoft, there's uh like the big game.
0: I mean, I was thinking Final Fantasy peeps. Um
1: they're a bit Sony, almost Sony. They are, they Sony are, are but
0: I'm saying they're not like an own oh, uh, uh, Square Enix. Square Enix, yeah. They're not, like, owned by anyone, are they? I the, don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not
1: sure of all the politics of gaming, but... Yeah, I don't know where what, everyone stands. Well, that's the funny
0: thing. As is companies. like, I was watching, uh, like, this podcast where they were, like, talking about this a couple of weeks ago before the verdict came out. Mm. And they were kind of just like... Um, I, one guy was just like, I, d- I just want to play games. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about the politics. I just want to play games. As yeah. long as I can play games and I can have fun playing games and that's all I care about. Yeah,
1: I mean, essentially, that's... And all I think that won't change. Yeah. I think the
0: games. the politics of gaming may change, like the money may change for these big companies, you know, making more money or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it might be a good thing because if they start bringing in more and more developers, these two big powerhouses or three big powerhouses... It can only get better. Then they're going to be able to fund more indie games, more developers, more yep. creative ideas. And We should be able to start seeing some crazier things because cost of building games is just going up and up and up and up and up. Yeah. Now the technology is getting more and more advanced and you can't just make an 8-bit game and everyone's like, whee! Mm. You've got to make, like, the best graphics and you've got to have ray tracing and you've got to have this and that yeah. and that. And... You need a huge team, like, f- for audio, visual, like, everything now. That's true, yeah. Game mechanics have to be, like, perfect when they
1: first come out, otherwise people just Will destroy poop all over you. you yeah. But so funny you say that, like, the, the amount of indie games that are crazy popular, almost mainstream indie games, mm. are more apparent now. I can say that with a few games that I play, because I love the indie, the indie scene and, and picking out these small games, pixel art games, these... Yeah. Um, Really simple mechanics, but just beautifully done, and really, yeah. really addictive. Like these these management games, these um, farming games, these, yeah. uh, what they call like casual gaming. Mm. A lot of like, th- th- there's a huge industry for someone who isn't that much of a gamer, but would would just like to kind of just pick something up, play it for a few hours, relax, yeah. unwind. So that's a huge industry. Like casual to, gaming, exactly, way, yeah. and that's a huge industry now because there's people like well, myself, who I'm I'm in between. I like big action games, full on, blah, blah, blah. But I also like the small, cozy games yeah, too. Um, but y- you'd see a balance in all that. And it's, it's a bit more apparent now that you see these uh, easy to access games, especially for younger people mm. and especially for even older people yeah, who may be like, oh, I'm just tired of like shooting demons oh my god it's yeah. too hectic for me and i'm loving diablo 4 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but it's only so yeah you know what i mean but like th- there's so much time you can you yeah can spend and obviously the industry is so diverse it's like movies or books yeah same sort of thing you have different genres you have different yeah. niches uh and it's just getting bigger and better yeah for sure
0: well let's see let's see how it goes but uh there we go. That was our thoughts on uh, yeah. the acquisition that has finally been approved. Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard for $69 billion. Yeah, yeah. Blizzard's brand new multiplayer action RPG has been out for just over a month now, and we have been getting stuck in.
1: This is our first impressions
0: of Diablo 4. First of all, I think it's really easy to just like get into the game, figure out what you're doing, and just start like mashing buttons and yeah, you know messing up. Do that with most games. Yeah, no, but some <laughs> some like you know the, it's too complicated at the start and you're just like, what's going on? Yeah, where this it just feels super easy. Like within half an hour of playing, you're like, ah, oh, I'm the best Diablo 4 player ever. <laughs> um, I don't feel I don't feel like it, it just you know bombards you with too much information. Um, I really like. There's obviously so many. Well, first of all, you have your five different classes, right? So
1: yes. What did you go for? I went for the rogue because I... uh, Traditionally, I like this class Mm. and I always ended up picking it, you know, and every sort of uh, RPG game I play if there's a rogue, if there's someone I can shoot from a distance, you know. Okay. So because when I used to play with mates, I still do, but a lot more mates would get involved. So maybe even Diablo 3, I think it was. Mm. um, Three, four people with me. And then I tended... I was a bit of a newcomer, so the guy's like, Oh, you should be a rogue because, like, we're this, we're this, we're this, we're this. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, Okay, I'll try it. And it's like, Okay, you can just, you know, shoot from away, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, from yeah. a distance, and then help everyone out. I'm like, Okay, cool. And then I got into it. And then now, I've, traditionally, now I keep picking the rogue because, yeah. you know.
0: Well, it seems like rogues are pretty good class to go for from, from like, what everyone's saying who have, like, you know, tried all the classes and an end game with all of them, which is pretty crazy, a lot of gameplay because it's only been out a month. Um, People are saying, you can pretty much do well with any classes. I picked the Sorcerer because
1: yeah. I don't know why. Like, He's also ranged, he or she.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But eventually I realized everyone's like, oh, yeah, but Sorcerer's pretty bad for end game solo. Yeah. Because it just dies super quick. And I'm like, oh, man. But I can't be bothered to start again,
1: so I'm just going to keep going with the Sorcerer and hopefully uh, it'll get better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I was tough. I had a look at them. I said, Necromancer, Barbarian. Uh, it's also a rogue druid, mm. and I'm not familiar with, say, druid or, like, necromancer that much. Yeah. The other one's more traditional classes. I am. See, so I was going to go. pick
0: necromancer because I did quite like the fact that you could spawn, like, an army of undead yeah, and to, he was like, in, help you.
1: He's, he came late to the party in Diablo
0: 3. Yeah. He? I thought that was cool, but everyone's saying right now druid is, like, overpowered a little bit. There's a few... Kind of builds that you can do where basically he's just completely immune. Yeah,
1: there was something I saw where like he's like one kill, almost insta kill build. It's just so overpowered. It's like two billion damage. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. I don't know what damage I'm doing. Seven digit damage. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But then then when you think about it, do you think that, you know, these ridiculous builds are like a bug or are they, it's meant to happen if you get the right? I mean, that's the magic of it. You find the right. Yeah. You find the right combination. You suppose
0: I mean, that's the whole point with these games yeah. is you've got to kind of um, mid-maxing all of your different stuff and exactly. and and uh, figure out how you can put this spell with this spell and then get this stat to to
1: increase that to work thing together and, the best. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I do get that, but I'm sure they are already have they've put out like two or three patches already to try and like you know even it out or change this, change that because mm. you know. There's always going to be these sorts of... I mean, they're going to change endlessly, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like when you first bring out a new game and then so many people start trying it, that is the best way for you to really figure out, um, okay, how do these classes work? What's weaker? What's stronger? And then they usually try and, you know, balance them out yeah. towards I'd love the end.
1: I'd to, love to find out how they do that. They they must look at like overall statistics of every, of all the players playing at one Mm. time and then they sort of look at the graph maybe and then just go, "Mm, let's just lower that a bit. Oh, yeah. They've got, Level the playing field. They've like, got,
0: like, you know, a team of 20 nerds who just sit in a dark room watching gameplay of these, um, you know, top, top players and seeing what build they're doing and then go, okay, well, that's a little bit OP. So let's take that percentage of damage reduction from 20% to 15% and <laughs> that should even it out, you know. And I'm sure they do all these, like, calculations to, like, make yeah. that work. Um, But yeah, like when you actually, you know, like we were saying, you can find the right things that go together with each build. Basically, you've got like your skill tree and on your skill tree, um, you kind of have like three different options to go for with with what you want to go. And you can you can have, you know, so, for example, sorcery, I've got ice spells, fire spells and electricity spells. Right. I can use all three if I want or. Like what I've been doing is I've been sticking with the frost on ice spells yeah. because they kind of work together well. Uh, where I can slow enemies down. When they're slowed down, I do more damage with the other spell. And when they're frozen, I do even more damage with this other spell. Mm. And da da And then I've taken the teleport thing as well, so I can I can shoot around the battlefield
1: pretty quickly and yeah, get out that of danger. And pretty good. I mean, at the moment, I'm not I'm not a huge I haven't really discovered Mm. what my rogue can do in terms of I mean level I'm level like fifteen only or something (laughs) so I'm pretty pretty early doors. But the the fact that I can also jump away from from, there's a there's a there's a there's a skill where you can throw like uh is it knives or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then you jump back. So if you get overpowered you Throw these knives into the, yeah. into like an area, and then jump backwards, and you can evade everything. Yeah, and then you can go back in, or you can shoot from a distance. Yeah, I, I like the variety of that, and the, um, obviously that's just a just tip of the iceberg oh for, yeah for,
0: for sure for well, like with build. rogues you've got like different traps you can do like poison traps and stuff yeah. like that which is quite cool um the barbarian i saw looked pretty pretty good especially mm-hmm. so once you hit like you know uh, higher levels you can start doing um you know you're basically just dungeons right you're doing a lot of dungeons getting your XP, trying to get up to level 100. But what you can do is nightmare dungeons, which are basically uh way higher level than what you are. Yeah. And they have, like, one of them I saw is, like, it's like this stone that follows you. It's like a floating stone. Mm-hmm. And every, like, 20 seconds or something, it does this huge charge of electricity. And if you're in that charge of electricity, then, like, you just pretty much insta-die. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of like makes it quite hard for you and the enemies are obviously a lot harder and you've got to try and really figure out but the rewards are really good and you get a lot of XP for for doing these nightmare dungeons. Yeah. And there's different tiers of uh, of it as well. So it like it's getting pretty crazy. But I saw this guy who was a barbarian doing a nightmare dungeon. I thought, "Oh, wow, this going to be really hard cuz the other people I see, they they're really like careful and they just mm. kill a few things at a time. He's running through it and just smashing through people. Mm. He's obviously like perfected his build. He was only like level 70 something and he was against I don't know how much higher level than him, and he was just running through this dungeon yeah. and I thought, "Wow, that looks cool." Um so yeah, there's there's definitely so many different ways you can go about it. Um, I think all of the classes are going to be pretty fun for you and and um, what I recommend is do mm. the story the main storyline first right like get that out the way because then you can always go back to the dungeons because you're leveling like, as your level increases the those dungeons level increase. To yeah, match yeah, your so level, match it. so it's not like you're going to be like out of it or whatever. Um, obviously, do some side quests and some some dungeons if they're kind of on your way to the main storyline. But once you've done the main storyline with one character, you don't have to do it with the rest of your characters. So if you wanted to start a new character, you could just go straight into doing side quests and dungeon crawling and oh, right, okay. and this sort of stuff. You don't have to
1: follow the story second time around.
0: Exactly, and then like you know when you're doing the storyline, that's how you get your horse. So you want to do the storyline to get your horse, yes, the main yes. storyline. Um, so it's stuff like that. I, I recommend like going for your storyline first, and then you can always go back and do all the side quests. Now, what you can do is in each area, um, the more side quests and dungeons and stuff you complete, you get like, uh, points for it and it yeah. actually shows you, um, what gives you what basically, like how many points in that, in that area. And then once you get, um, up the little different tiers in the different areas, you get some like, extra stuff. So if you get to, like, the rank 2 of that area, you can unlock another skill point without mm. leveling up, mm. which is quite nice. So you okay. get some extra skill points. So what you could do is just get to rank 2 in each area that you're in nice. and then move on and carry on doing the storyline if you want to do it that way. So you've got a few extra skill points,
1: so you can get a few extra spells and get... Yeah, a, you know, okay. That might help you as well. Yeah. So what do you think of the um, some of the early bosses, many bosses? They're really fun.
0: Yeah, I like the mechanics. They're, they're definitely, like... You know, when you think about, um, oh, what's the game, the really hard game that came out last year that I played so much of and I'm just blanking on the name? Game of the year last year. Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring. When you're playing Elden Ring, right, you're going up against these really hard bosses and you have to really remember the patterns and whatever. This is the same thing where you have to remember the patterns and you got to go, okay, what's what are they going to do next? Yeah. Oh, I've got to do this at this point and move when they, when they go up and whatever. Um, but it doesn't seem as like, I don't know, Hard, not necessarily hard, but just like it, in Elden Ring, I feel like it's really like at this point you must do this, otherwise you will die. And this happens. And you've here. got
1: to find the exact moment where you can. Yeah, this is a little
0: bit more relaxed than that, and you don't feel, you just feel like you're having fun against a boss. Well, obviously, instead you, of like yeah. struggling and d- just dying all the time. Yeah, because you don't want that. Because you don't want
1: to get put off. Yeah. Um But what was what was interesting was the. Uh, when I played with a mate, so he's slightly level or further down the story actually. Yeah. So he's maybe a couple levels up, and uh, we we met up with this uh, met up. Hey, what's up? No. This, uh, <laughs> this, uh, hey boss, how's it going? Hey boss, uh, I'm going to fight you. The no the Merinth of the Deep Drowned Witch. Okay. Okay. I don't yeah. know if you played her yet or played I'm against. I'm not her yet. sure. So she's really annoying to to begin with, and. um she keeps shouting this this thing. She's like, "Ah!" That's ah, ah. really annoying. Okay. Anyway, my point is um, that was really difficult for both of us. And mm. my friend was a barbarian, mm. and he was quite powerful. His damage was was quite a bit more than mine. Yeah, but I managed to stay alive because that tactically was where I could move around and shoot, where he had uh, to be close. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And he was actually—he's a high level, but he was dying and mm. probably well, much more well. Sorry well armored. Yeah, yeah. More than I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must yeah. be good. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was interesting. And then the, the tactics or the way you move around, I know this, the, you get this sort of thing in, in all sorts of games yeah. of, of, of this type. But tactically moving and then shooting at the right moment, so that's when you learn Especially with a rogue, where you can shoot from distance and these little pinpoint directions, where yeah. You can avoid. I mean, obviously, like when when the the boss shoots uh, things, the the landing areas are revealed. Yeah, yeah. So you sort of like have to dance around them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, rogues are pretty quick class. Yeah, um, mine isn't super quick. Obviously, as you you know go up levels, you can start getting armor that increases speed and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but because I have that teleport thing, I when I know that the boss is going to do something where it's a big, like, area of effect, and I have to, like, probably... I couldn't just run away from it all, every single time. Yeah. Um, I kind of was saving that spell, because it has, like, a 20-second cooldown. I would, like, save that spell to be like, okay, I oh, was doing it, and then I could teleport mm. away, mm. like, a good, you know, distance, and then I was fine. Um. But are you doing it... So you, So to start with, you can either do it on, like, tier 1 difficulty or tier 2 difficulty. Which one are you doing? Tier 2. Uh, I've been on tier one. I thought oh, I'm just gonna go easy. Oh, to start what? With. You can you can change it later on. <laughs> yeah, you can. Um, but to be honest, like it's not. It's um. It's you know. I'm not facing too much of a challenge, yeah. right? Like it is pretty. I, I I very rarely die. Occasionally, but very rarely. Um, but
1: I still enjoy. I'm still enjoying yeah, it's it. it's always having that. fun. It doesn't really matter. Um, right? so, I, I play tier two, and uh, I'm having fun. It is challenging. Like I'm using my health potions. Like. Almost mm. at every encounter. <laughs> yeah. But I'm using them... But I'm staying alive. Yeah. And and it's only when, like, bosses... I die in bosses, or, like, if I'm just overcrowded by a couple of yeah. big, big enemies. But... I do
0: have a shield as a, an ice shield, um, oh, okay. which is pretty good. So, to be honest, like, I go into some things, I pop my shield, I kill them all, and I haven't lost any health. <laughs> yeah. So I should probably go on to tier two and just see how it goes. Everyone, you
1: because uh, the return is different, isn't it? You get, you get more, more, loot, experience more experience, and more gold. Whatever.
0: But then... I can kill everything quicker and go through the content quicker, yeah. which means I might actually be getting up the same speed as someone else. It's only fifteen percent more experience and gold, I think. Mm. So I, it might, I don't know if the difference is that much. Um, and to be honest, all I want to do is just get through the content right now and just like enjoy the content. Yeah, yeah. Later on, I can make it harder and whatever. Like I'm fine with that. But I just want to like get through the content, get through the story, you know, and enjoy that because mm. with the very little time that I have on it. Um, but yeah, what are your like overall thoughts on Diablo Four? Then
1: I really like it. I mean, it, there's uh, blah, 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 blah. always asking for a game that ha- it's so unique. Uh, I guess you know, if I can start that sentence again, Diablo Four is a very unique game, and um, I enjoy playing it because of 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 the style of gameplay. It's something mm. that's like, okay, maybe I'm building a city in City Skylines, or I'm yeah. going, uh, killing demons in Doom, or whatever but then I jump onto Diablo 4 where I can actually sit back and then just concentrate on like one aspect of the game, which is yeah. just killing demons. Yeah. You do that in Doom, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I can explore the world, I can choose my quests, and then it's just really yeah. relaxing. So that in itself uh, speaks volumes because it's the best version of that so yeah. far. And it's um, they've they've taken so much time into building a open game and you know adding um, MMO aspects to it as well. Yeah. And I think they've hit it they've hit it the n- hit the nail yeah. on it's head definitely with that <laughs> so Yeah, my yeah. initial thoughts are very good and I'm g- going to continue it might take me a while to get level 70 or even reach end game yeah because you know my little rogue is probably a ridiculous build and everyone's going to laugh at it and like, <laughs> why are you doing this uh, but then I'll learn and I'll look up some decent builds and improve it yeah
0: no you know. definitely I agree. I totally agree. I like the... There's a lot of different stuff that you can do in it. Obviously, the main thing is going in killing demons. But, you know, you've got, like, your alchemy. You can, like, make yourself potions. Yeah. Um, which I recommend making... Uh, always having a potion on hand because it gives you 5% extra experience for 30 minutes. Oh. So you might as well always have a potion going because you can make them for pretty cheap. Um, you can forage for things. You know, you can find cool loot. You can, you, can, um, you know, take that loot to a vendor. You can either sell it or... He can um, kind of like strip it down for you and give you like parts that you can then use to upgrade your weapons. Um, You have like different glyphs and affixes and like just so many different ways Mm -hmm. to like customize your build and really make it your own. And there's so much loot. And the amount of times I'm like, I've got a boots on and I've got three other types of boots and they're Mm -hmm. all very similar. I'm like, which one is better though? (laughs) And I spend so much time doing it. And then I'm like... That one. Okay. And then like yeah, I, yeah. I like love the fact that I had to make that decision. Because at
1: first like what I usually do is like oh, put the, the green number, you know, whatever green number that, yeah. that it has and I just like wear it. Like exactly. Better. Then you get deeper into the game and you go, actually this has got better properties, will work better yeah. with that, will work better with this. I may lose a bit of armor, but I will have better data. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, overall, I think it's a really good game. IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. I think that is is pretty good. Very spot on, I yeah. think 9 out of 10. I don't know what would need to make it a 10 out of 10. Like, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I would at least give it a 9 out of 10 because I'm really enjoying it. It's got its hooks in me and mm-hmm. I just want to go home and, and play it right now. Like, every night, I'm just like yeah, eager yeah, to yeah, get same, on and, and play same. for even just a couple of hours. So yeah, well done. Diablo 4... Absolutely amazing. That is our first impressions of Blizzard's brand new game, Diablo 4. It's gaming news of the week time, James. Oh, yeah. Update me. Yeah. So, uh, Larry actually posted this one. He does all of our news on our website, uh, daily-gamer.net. A hidden Pokemon Easter egg discovered 27 years later. 27 years? Yeah, 27 years, which is pretty cool. So uh, Junichi Masuda, co-founder of Game Freak, accidentally revealed that the Pokemon franchise was born on July 5th. Accompanied by a photo of the office where it all began, Mm -hmm. this discovery has left fans amazed. So basically, um, they've actually got the office that the game was actually you know, conceptualized in. Ah. And there's actually a diary in that office in the game that says July 5th, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So it's something that um, for 27 years, no one actually knew it was there. And it's been in Pokemon Red and Green. Um, But yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, It says that uh, what it says is basically mm -hmm. researchers discovered the legendary Pokemon Mew on July 5th, which is cool. It's like a clever reference to the creation of Pokemon well, I just thought that was cool because Pokemon's such a like everyone's played Pokemon from okay. when when they so, were younger. So, what
1: what is it? It's like it, it's a bit of text or something
0: that you you find, right? Exactly. So, so you actually walk into a room when you're walking around, right? Yeah, yeah. And they said that they modeled the room off the room that they had actually conceptualized Pokemon, right? right? So it it looks like the same room, yeah, which no one mean, yeah. really, you know, you wouldn't just get that yeah. normally. And then basically you read this diary and everyone's read the diary before, but what they didn't realize was the diary was actually talking about how Pokemon was first kind of conceptualized. Oh, so it was cool. saying that they've discovered, uh, you know, they've discovered this new thing. It's called a Mew on July 5th, but July 5th was actually when they made the game ah, okay yeah. got you got it's you, a got cool you, got little it. easter egg it's nothing like yeah, you know crazy nice. but i just nice. thought 27 years later this is this has kind of finally come out um also call of duty has got a new exciting collaboration with the boys oh no way the tv show the boys <laughs> yeah so uh black noir is going to be in it um as well as uh the other what, what's the, the big guy called again i'm forgetting i'm blanking on his name right now um oh yeah starlight so starlight is the is the girl in it um and it has the uh what do you call it VOT as well which yeah. is the um the the company that has all the
1: vart yeah, yeah yeah the, 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 the boys
0: superheroes the, that in this, it. That,
1: and it manufactures the superheroes
0: exactly yeah. and then homelander is in it as well oh, i love that the guy. main guy who just like he's basically like superman right
1: yeah but he's like the biggest like he's the biggest villain i've ever yeah like, it is amazing he's is. hilarious <laughs>
0: but it's hila- it also when you think about it like he was born from like a tube and was raised by scientists so yeah. of course he was going to be a bit messed up <laughs> yeah. and he was just like you know conditioned to be this kind of guy i love that character. but yeah i mean it was a little bit of a random one i thought to be going into call of duty um, like black noir i get but then also starland uh star light and homelander they're both like in superhero costumes <laughs> yeah, which is a little,
1: little ridiculous yeah the, it's like something you would see in Fortnite, call of duty yeah exactly well, but, i wonder how they're gonna do but that.
0: instead uh they're gonna be yeah in, in call of duty which is which is really cool so yeah i'm um i'm i'm excited to uh to see how that goes and um, they've already uh, told you that the bundles priced at 2400 cod points each Will it feature exclusive items like weapon charms, loading screens, weapon stickers and emblems? Mm. So yeah, let's let's Mostly uh, cosmetic then. I yeah, mean, I think for Call so. Of Duty it has to be. I'm not sure if they're actually gonna, you know, have the actual characters in there as as um you know as playable. I would love um, to
1: just jump into DMZ and then as as Starlight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Who
0: are you? it would be quite I'm funny. Starlight. Yeah. Um Yeah, it says they'll have their own operator bundle. So, if they have their own operator bundle, surely that means you can play as them or you just
1: get the cosmetics of them? So, sure. I don't know if you played DMZ recently. No. So, uh, you can now uh, choose almost like a skin, but mm. each skin, you know, before you could get like. Um, yeah, like. You could look like a different person. Yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. Whatever, you could choose whoever you want. Yeah. But now you can assign loadouts to that. Particular skin. Ah, cool. So you can have a loadout for, say, Starlight. Yeah. You can have a yeah, loadout yeah. for the uh, standard character. Yeah. And then you can jump onto them depending on what you feel like. Okay. But you cool. have to, in DMZ's perspective, you pick that skin, you play, and you build up those weapons. Yeah. Whatever and then you can get to a good point. Then you can jump onto the other one if your build feels Mm. a bit different, you know?
0: Yeah, okay. Well, 12th of July is when Starlight comes out, which is at time of recording for us, recording Mm. our podcast, uh, is today. Uh, And then Homelander will be there on the 16th and Black Noir on the 20th of July. So I guess uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, content out there
1: about it. But there you go. That is your uh, gaming news of the week. Thanks. So this summer is lining up some good movies, some good summer blockbusters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot we could talk about because um, we have movies including Oppenheimer, the oh, new Christopher Nolan epic. It's going
0: to be cool. I heard it's like almost like a horror movie.
1: Yeah. Because there's a lot of bad stuff
0: that, you know, it's associated with. Like we all know the ending, let's say.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's about a the- theoretical physicist who helped develop uh, some of the first nuclear weapons. Yeah. Um and it's starring Killy Murphy, who yeah. I absolutely love. He's so good, such a cool guy. Yeah, um, yeah. So th- this one, I mean this this is definitely going to be a talking point mm. once it's out because people will overanalyze it. Um, yeah, with every Christopher Nolan, Nolan film, um, it will be overanalyzed. But it'll be so interesting to see what he does with this because it's it's, it's historical. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because, like... Great cast
0: as well. What was the other historic... Normally, he makes up his own kind of crazy stories. Yeah. This one, like, uh, Dunkirk as well, right? That was a historical, which was amazing. He did such a good job in that. Um, I think this would be really cool. Like, again, I love Christopher Nolan. The last movie he did was Tenant, which a lot of people were, like, didn't like it because it was just really confusing, (laughs) (laughs) which I get it was really confusing, but
1: at the same time, like, it was a really cool... Concept. it made you had to, you had to think about it it makes it engages your brain yeah it makes you think about storylines but I love those type of movies that's why I love like Interstellar time yeah he likes time doesn't he
0: yeah exactly time. so um, yeah I really like his movies, and I like Tennant, but I do get it. it. You probably need to watch like three times before you're like, oh, you know, some, yeah. sometimes you really need to focus and pay attention when you're watching a Chris Fanola movie. But I, I assume it's going to be a little bit less like that with Oppenheimer because it's pretty just straightforward. There might be a lot of like science Yeah, chat I guess like there. historically accurate so it can't
1: go off piece
0: Yeah, it can't be much. like oh, we're now going inside someone's dreams, inside a dream. (laughs) Yeah, exactly,
1: and then jumping around
0: in, like, someone's... In the fourth dimension or whatever. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he always gets, like, super intelligent people to actually make sure that all the everything they're doing, they're, like, fact-checking everything, everything they're saying is, like, super accurate. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of science chat in there that we'll
1: have no idea what's going on. But I I still will find it interesting. Plus, the cast is, is, is great. Matt Damon as well, isn't mm. it? Um, Jack Quaid from The Boys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Rami Malek, Robert Downey Jr. Um, oh. Florence Pugh, who I think is amazing. Yeah. I watched uh, a movie recently with her in it. Um, mm. Was it The Good Person or something? I okay. watched that. It's yeah. quite an emotional. It's heavy on the yeah, emotions, yeah. but really good. And she's did always you cry? brilliant. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I will openly oh. say I cried a little bit i got to be honest with me,
0: I cry at like sad adverts sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, We're
1: emotional now, aren't we? We're Yeah.
0: Into our old age. I know. Now I'm a father. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you crying every day. Um, but
1: yeah. And then also,
0: isn't Barbie coming out the same day?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly as the same day. And I saw a clip of um, uh, Killian Murphy. He was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I can't wait for... I can't wait for Barbie I can't see that and he's like really uh, giving it um, <laughs> loving the Irish his, accent. his support and it, I loved it yeah he was like yeah cool I love movies like
0: this yeah I mean I probably don't like I'm probably not going to watch Barbie to be honest with you what? no I will yeah yeah. I don't know let's see because like I'm definitely going to watch Oppenheimer but I don't know about Barbie like yeah it's kind of cool but uh, it's probably more geared towards the younger
1: audience but it's by um, uh, what's her name what I know who you name? mean but She's yeah. made some good uh, good movies. Definitely, um, I definitely. I want to see how she does this. Yeah.
0: No, it's cool. And apparently they've literally, they they had a, a shortage of Barbie pink color paint. Oh, because no, the really. film uh, used so much Barbie pink paint around the world, they had to bring it in from everywhere. Wow. The people were actually like struggling to find that color paint <laughs> for a while. And they apparently they've literally painted like a whole town, which is like the set, but like a whole town just all pink
1: basically wow, yeah it looks from the trailer looks nuts and there's like that clip where margot robbie um her she steps out of the high heels and her her feet are still in the shape of the high heels yeah you ever yeah. see that yeah, so yeah apparently that's she's really doing that like, oh okay it's not cgi so she, her foot, her feet are really standing up on, on her toes oh god isn't that what ballerinas <laughs> do anyway
0: yeah i think i so. guess so um and we've had some really cool trailers recently
1: one of them was napoleon um, oh which looks cool Phoenix. yeah so it's making comparisons to his like first role in gladiator as mm. um caesar caesar julius caesar yeah and uh it's incredible when you see that comparison it's like he a, also like just doesn't age no he hasn't like much. when you
0: look at uh what was it russell Crowe who was in gladiator oh yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah and then you look at russell Crowe now you're like oh yeah he's an older guy now. <laughs> yeah but Joaquin Phoenix, you're like, yeah, he's, like, maybe five years older. <laughs> I
1: think he stays in shape and like, the roles he's been, like, doing. Yeah. Like, the Joker role, he was, like, mm. skinny. So I guess he's he's staying in shape. Really mm. for.
0: Yeah, but that looks really cool. Things, yeah. And my brother uh, is an extra in it. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so he's, like, uh, one of the... I think he's one of the British soldiers or something, or something like that. Okay. And he basically... Uh, had to go to like an army barracks and um, and learn how to fire muskets and cannons and all this oh, stuff. Nice. And um, yeah, he did say like there's probably, you know there's there's a chance that there's parts where like his face will show, but for <laughs> the most part, like there's thousands of people all dressed up in the in a war. So yeah. he's like I'm like probably like a peanut in it, you know. He said he's
1: in the trailer but you well, can't I actually mean, see. I mean that's him. great that's great anyway like yeah. that's that's an achievement.
0: That's pretty cool. I'm proud I'm proud of him. I'm like you're in a movie with Rakeem Phoenix. That's <laughs> yeah, really yeah. cool. Uh, and then the other trailer that came out is Bob Marley One Love. Oh really? I haven't I didn't see that. One. Really cool. It's like um it's coming out in 2024. Um, and it's kind of telling the, the whole story of Bob Marley um, from when he was younger to when he oh, cool. like, got older. Yeah, um, just from th- this is just from like watching the trailer, so it shows like you know when he got shot and when he like w- moved away from Jamaica just in case he was going to get like killed and then yeah. uh, what, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. The actor who's playing him um, is you know. Have you watched Secret Invasion yet? The Marvel one with um, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury.
1: No, series or movie? Series. It's a series. Se- TV series. No, yeah. I haven't watched.
0: Any anyway, series. so he's like the baddie in Secret Invasion, but he's also playing Bob, and he's playing Bob Marley, and his accent's so good, he sounds oh, like Bob cool. Marley, and I'm just like. I love Bob Marley. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And the music is playing and you're like, oh, it's going to be amazing. Like, amazing, amazing movie. So I'm super excited for that as well. So
1: amazing. yeah, I guess there's plenty going on in the world of uh, entertainment right now. Yeah, of course. And just a little small mention about Craven uh, the Hunter is the Ooh, next yep. um, Marvel movie that's due for release. I don't know when actually. Yeah. But pretty, yeah. pretty. Before the end of the year? Yeah, I think so. And then along yeah. with June 2. And... Oh,
0: June 2. I cannot wait for that. That is going to be... I, I heard that... June 1 they said It June 1 is nothing compared to June 2 mm. apparently it's just like so much crazier so much more going on this, this
1: is where I wish I pushed on with the books but like, ah, I, like James who was, reads books anymore <laughs> I was I got I mean I struggled with the first one so I didn't get yeah. very far but I know before I watched the first June I had a, a picture an image of it because I hadn't seen hadn't seen the original June movie which mm. was 70s or 80s or something? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, same director, though, which I think is really cool. Yeah, cool. I mean, that's, Th- They literally that's were like, perfect. hey, we're going to do June again. Same director, same story, but now we've got amazing cameras, CGI, technology, Great. and it's amazing. So Great. I'm super glad that they it's the same director, and because like, he probably knows the story inside and out, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: 40 years ago, he made the original or something. So yeah, very, yeah. very cool. I could go on and talk about other ones. We can pull it back a little bit to the gaming space with Gran Turismo.
0: Yeah, so I saw that. Out, I don't know. I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, I'm a little skeptical. I think it's a little cash grab. but It's a bit teen drama-y. Yeah, and apparently I was reading some, some early reviews by critics saying that... Um, oh, no, maybe it's just the impressions of the trailer. I can't remember. But they were saying they don't paint gamers in a good light. <laughs> like, no. They still make gamers seem like the negative, like stay in your house, do nothing, don't interact with the girl. So not the girl society, yeah. And then, then they just make that person the hero by putting them in a real life situation like motor racing. Um, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, it, it, I get you. There, there's like a stigma about gamers, but yeah, exactly. uh, they are among you as normal people as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. We that, have lives too. They're not that guy from the South Park World of Warcraft episode. You know, he has no soul. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not like that. Uh, for, for the majority, there are people, obviously, I'm sure, that are <laughs> like that. Some people don't go outside, um, but we do. We, we swear. Yeah, we exactly. Um, I think there's some really good documentaries about gaming um, on on Netflix, actually. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: uh, you give those a watch, and it's pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, um, how, how hard these guys actually work to, you know, be the best at what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I know it's playing games, which you just, you still think about it and you go, ah, oh, they're just playing games. Yeah. But like their dexterity, their um, uh, reaction times are quicker than F1 drivers. Like yeah. that's how quick, that their reaction times, like there's a human, um, it's like, I saw something, it was saying like, humanly possible, you're only going to be able to have the quickest reaction time is this. Mm-hmm. And one of the gamers got a quicker reaction time, yeah. not just once, like over an average of, doing it many many times a reaction test he got quicker reaction than what they thought was humanly possible <laughs> that's so crazy. that's just you know what i mean when you think about it like that you're like
1: yeah and then it's that, crazy that brings to, i heard this one thing also where uh people older people like maybe um millennials like myself mm. um have a better or quicker to pick up first person shooters mm. um than most young people younger people are. oh definitely because our generation lived through the early days of first person shooters and, like, you know, when um, there was count, no aim assist, no aim assist, and it was purely like analog mouse. Yeah. It was uh, Counter Strike, the early days of Counter Strike. You had to and, be you know, super pr- and, precise yeah, on, exactly. on everything you did. Yeah. So it was interesting to hear that. And then, um, yeah, now, and then people do all this training and yeah. extra stuff to get really good.
0: Which e- is even if I play like Fortnite and stuff. I'm terrible at the building but I'm still pretty good at the shooting. And then um, even like playing Call of Duty, like I don't play Call of Duty that much anymore. But I feel like when I do get back into it, or I'm playing like a 1v1 against like a you yeah, know yeah. teenager who plays all the time, I'm
1: usually actually pretty good against. <laughs> Cuz we're meticulous, a bit more meticulous. We'll take time with our shots whereas like I guess younger people are more reactive. They'll do like yeah. a lot more in a in a small yeah, time. Yeah. Where we're like okay, we'll just take that one shot but we'll just take it really well. Boom, Where's my amazing. intervention sniper gone? Yeah. From Modern Warfare 2. Oh, good times. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I guess that is uh, everything you need to know about uh, tech and pop. It's mainly just pop. <laughs> yeah. Mainly just about the movie industry. And then we brought it back to gaming. Yeah, brought, brought it back to gaming just for you. Yeah, yeah. And that is it for podcast number 23. Thank you for
1: joining us on yes. this podcast. It's great to talk about and catch up with everything that we'd missed in the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, exactly. Diablo 4 is absolutely smashing it. I just want to go home and play it right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and then the Activision Blizzard thing is starting to wrap up. I think the UK board are still arguing, but the American board have gone, <laughs> no, it's fine, you can buy them. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but they're yeah. both American companies, so it should just be fine, I think. Let's
1: see, um, uh, Worst worst case is none of their games will be sold in the UK.
0: yeah 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 that's literally like what could happen so uh yeah let's see but yeah thank you so much for listening make sure you check out everything else we do on our socials daily gamer official on our youtube and instagram and also our website daily-gamer.net where larry does gaming news every single day for you to check out have a good one and we will see you on podcast number 24
1: goodbye